Hello and welcome back to another episode of Control-Alt-Delete. Thank you so much for coming back every week and listening to me interview a brand new guest every time. Today's guest is the incredible actor and activist Ellen Page. I'm so thrilled to bring you this episode. We talk about so many different things, including the new Netflix original series that she's in called The Umbrella Academy, which is one of the most interesting and different things I have seen for a long time. But before I go on to explain a bit more about The Umbrella Academy, Ellen Page is one of the most amazing and vocal voices on the LGBTQ community and issues that arise. And if you haven't checked out the Stephen Colbert clip of her talking very passionately about the current climate we're in, then I really recommend you check that out. Ellen first acted age 10 in a CBC TV movie. In 2005, she is in the film Hard Candy. She plays a young girl, a young 14-year-old, who traps and tortures a man who she suspects is a sexual predator. Such a hard-hitting film. And at the time, it was called one of the most complex, disturbing and haunting performances of the year. Since then, she's appeared in X-Men, nominated for a Teen Choice Award for that movie. She was in Juno, obviously, where she was nominated for an Oscar. She was in Inception alongside Leonardo DiCaprio. And she was also in the amazing LGBT movie Freeheld, starring alongside Oscar winner Julianne Moore. She has been described in the New York Times as being frighteningly talented. And she has been in so many other films and done so many other things. But that is a very short overview of her career. So the Umbrella Academy is amazing. Obviously very lucky to have seen a preview of it before it's come out. And it's set in 1989. It's been described by GQ as Wes Anderson meets X-Men. Very eccentric in the storyline, but also in the style. The storyline starts with 43 women all around the world suddenly giving birth all at the same time. And a billionaire sets out to adopt as many of these babies as possible. He ends up getting seven of them. And these seven children have superpowers. And it tells the story of this slightly strange family and what they get up to. It's based on the graphic novel series created and written by Gerard Way called The Umbrella Academy. And now it's this intense family drama series with superhero action. I really recommend you checking it out. And I really hope you enjoy this episode with Ellen Page. It was amazing having her on the podcast. And I'm always so grateful that people want to come on this show. So thank you very much. And here it is. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Please, thank you for having me. This is so thrilling for me because not only am I a huge fan of your acting, but I just think you're such an important voice right now for so many things. And you're shouting so loudly for so many people that probably don't have the platform to say it. So I just want to say thank you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. Before we dive into the Umbrella Academy, which Mm -hmm. is super exciting, I feel like it's so different. I haven't seen anything like it. I'm so glad to hear that. That's the way I feel about it, too. So, yeah, I'm so glad to hear you say that. Before I ask you questions specifically about that, 
I, like everyone else, probably saw you on the Stephen Colbert show recently. How has the reaction been to that? I mean, do you feel like you have turned into this kind of spokesperson, I suppose, for so many issues? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of the response, I mean, I was very moved by the support. Clearly, it seemed to touch people. I think it's because it's just how a lot of people feel right now. Needless to say, what I'm saying is something that activists and individuals that sacrifice much more than me and are far more radical than me have been talking about for a long, long, long time. So I feel like, yes, I do have this this privilege of this platform to um, amplify voices to talk about my own experience of pain. Um, and I think that helps us, you know, and I think we're in a time right now and, you know, always have been and for the LGBTQ community and it's life or death, you know? Mm. There's such an urgency, which you, which came across so much in what you were saying. It's, it's such a responsibility for everyone to do something. With quite a few actors, sometimes they ignore social media completely, and, and fair enough, each to their own. But you are someone who does use social media in a way to broadcast other people. Like, I follow you on Twitter. I love following you. You're always retweeting other people. Is that a big part now, would you say, of what you do? Um... Uh, yeah, and obviously that's, uh, of course, the least I can do. But um, it, yeah, I think it's Im- important. I mean, needless to say, social media, of course, has its negative elements and its negative elements for me as an actor. You experience like death threats or, you know, um, all that sort of, you know, negativity that can go to that level. But, um, you know, I just think it's so positive, needless to say, being able to share these voices. And we've seen how, you know, voices being amplified on Twitter, I think, has, you know, really educated so many people about issues and social justice issues. And I know I've been educated myself, um, needless to say, and, and, and always hope to keep learning. So the Umbrella Academy, GQ has called it the Royal Tenenbaums meets X-Men, I think. I was wondering how you would describe it. Oh, good question. Um, well, so I think what's interesting about the show and, and going back to that lovely thing you said at the beginning that I don't think it's what people have seen before. Um, you know, to me, the show ultimately, you know, despite its sort of genre that it could be, you know, easily associated with sort of, you know, this just this sort of superhero like genre. comic book thing, yeah. Yeah, it's like ultimately the core of the story is about these siblings um, and, and this extremely dysfunctional family and siblings who have tremendous pain from their childhood and as adults are all navigating that. And to me, almost the superhero story is is like kind of, it's like on the side and even their powers on some level can be extensions or explanations or uh, speak of their trauma in ways too. So there's just all these elements that uh, really excite me and sorry I'm not really speaking so much necessarily about the style I guess I'm trying to explain you know what the core of the Mm, show is and then on top of it it's uh you know it's stylized it's visually cool uh just the sequences um and the music Mm. and but also at least I'm not in a lot of it you know it's an ensemble (laughs) so I feel like I'm allowed to say this is uh I I get I'm so deeply moved by many moments and my fellow cast is just so phenomenal and uh yeah yeah no that that's so interesting you say that 
it's it's amazing and i guess a lot of the review early reviews and obviously i'm not going to do any spoilers um Mm -hmm. have called it you know zany and wacky and even when you watch the trailer you're like wow there's a talking monkey there's a robot there's all these all of these things going on but then at the root of it it's so human 100 percent. i mean ultimately what really fascinated me about this story was this is a story about a bunch of kids that had this like really abusive childhood. They were forced to be, not my character, she doesn't have powers, but um, the rest of them were forced to be in the superhero, you know, team in extremely dangerous situations uh, and, and, and exploit it, you know, to sell merchandise, comics, etc. And, and my character especially was just very ostracized by the family, this sort of, you know, narcissist of a father just constantly reminding her that she's not special. And so, of course, like she, as are the rest of them, are dealing with all these like significant issues as adults. And so much of the show is about them figuring that out. And I would imagine most people listening will probably relate to that journey in varying degrees and see themselves through different characters. Mm, yeah. yeah, because, I mean, who hasn't had weird complicated sibling rivalry or being jealous of your sister for something or obviously you love your family but it's I think everyone has had that thing where maybe you feel a bit left out in the family yeah of course or feel like an outsider in general you know in your life and like what that can mean particularly if you are made to feel like something's wrong with you and then needless to say the shame that comes from that And I think Vanya, particularly at the beginning, has internalized that and and to the degree that it's become very poisonous for her. Mm -hmm. She's really struggling. Yeah. You know, depression, anxiety, uh, really having a difficult time coping with the world. When you first saw or was sent the script, I don't know how it works, were you just immediately kind of excited about playing this character? Because there's so much depth to it. Pretty much, yes, because when it came up and you hear the idea and you're sort of like, oh, superhero kids, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect. And immediately when I read the first episode, even though, you know, Vanya's very quiet in it, and um, I did kind of immediately, it was just like, oh, I see you, you know? And then speaking with Steve Blackman, who's just so wonderful and such a fantastic, just really a wonderful, wonderful leader and collaborator, and when he explains sort of, more of her story and the arc of the season and how he saw it visually using Hal Ashby, Wes Anderson as examples, you know. Um, I, uh, yeah, I just was like, please, I really want to be a part of this. And it's it's just an absolute blast and I really do hope we get to do it again. Yeah, oh, me too. If you want to do it again, that's a good sign that you loved it. You love doing it and you're proud I mean, of it. I think I'll speak for all of us and I think we're all proud of it and really excited for it to go out into the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so exciting when something new comes out because as much as I love remakes, everyone seems to love doing old things. I know this was based on a comic book, a real one, but it does seem so new. Yeah. I think that's uh, one of the things that feels the most exciting and, and, and why I feel so grateful to be involved. It's fun to be like, holy shit, I haven't seen this before, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So with the cast, because obviously it's such an amazing cast as well. Yeah. I don't know when you find out who else is involved and whether that affects anything, but Mary J. Blige is in it as well. I mean, I know that she's not necessarily kind of in it at the same time all the time. but Yeah, our storylines don't necessarily, because it's, again, yes, and it's not, sorry, uh, an ensemble, uh, you know, very character-driven show with like lots of different, you know, 
journeys and stories. Um, but Mary and I, of course, have spent you know a lot of time together and stuff, and she's just absolutely phenomenal. I I adore her, and what a cool role she took on. Yeah, you know, so and like cool. so different. You know, really. Uh, and I think she's just so subtle and so wonderful in the in the show. As someone who's obviously been in this industry since you were much younger, and I think I watched Hard Candy too young. <laughs> oh, Is it an 18? Sorry. I don't know how it's rated in it the must, US and UK. But it must be, I would imagine. I yeah. felt like I was watching a film where I was like, wow like this is an older film but then with a younger character so it was such an amazing film that was crazy yeah i was like 17 that's a long time ago my god i'm gonna be 32 was that kind of crazy around that time for you being so young and shooting a movie like hard candy (laughs) yeah um yeah um you want to hear a fun fact about that movie i would love to before i shot that movie believe it or not i had this like awful stalker and when I was 16 living in Toronto and uh, it started on the internet. Isn't that crazy? And I remember reading the script in the midst of this like really difficult time. And I was like, what? Like, this is a great way to get your rage out, (laughs) you know? So um, could add a lot of anger to that role. But um, that experience was really phenomenal. That was my first, that was my first like American movie, like in America, not sort of like movies of the week Mm -hmm. that were being made in Canada, particularly at that time, lots of them. Um, And it was, uh, I feel so lucky to have gotten to play that role. But uh, yeah, you know, stuff with Hollywood got much. We, I mean, I dealt with a lot of stuff as a teen in Canada, you know, uh, lots of shitty behavior and stuff. But um, yes, then in my like early 20s and stuff was when the sort of Hollywood was that's when it was yeah. like really crazy and hard. I suppose when you're nominated for a Oscar things just go mad they do they really do it really changes things um and in so many wonderful ways you know that you feel so grateful for a uh, career you get control over obviously you it just sort of does something you know yeah. um and you it just sort of ex- continues to exist with you sort of thing and and i'm and that's i feel grateful for that and also just so grateful to have been a part of a movie like juno um, mm. um but it was movie. you know it's also like going from being totally anonymous to not um still navigating your own identity and having, I just fell in love with like a woman for the first time and then having people be like, you know, nobody can know you're gay, sort of forced to wear dresses and heels, ultimately my decision, but when you're like a kid just entering this industry and then you're also dealing with like, I remember like headlines getting written about my sexuality. I was 20 years old. No one knows what my mental health was then. And like all of the sudden just and having like headlines that were like the Ellen Page sexuality sweepstakes. Please be careful, people. Like, yes. be careful. Be careful. I was on a cover of a magazine like that was like really predominant in my hometown, and it just was like a photo of me. It was like, is Ellen Page gay? And in the midst of everything I was dealing with, with how the industry treated me, particularly at that time. That was really hard, yeah. Led to a lot of difficult stuff, and then you feel like you can't express yourself because people think you're not going to be grateful. And I think it's a it's a good thing to talk about, too, more in terms of fame and, and how toxic it can be and this, like, elusive thing that I think can be quite harmful, mm. as we've seen in, like, every narrative ever told about fame. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, so, yes. 
yeah, that's kind of the honest truth about that. I mean, I it was incredible watching your, it was a speech, wasn't it, um, where you you sort of for the first time said it really publicly and I and obviously you could tell your relief but I feel like millions of people also feeling that like relief oh 100 percent yes and this is you know um of course the speech comes up with people who maybe were moved by it and helped them come out Mm. or these sorts of things I always feel like you just feel beyond humbled that that could even be someone's experience it's like unbelievable to even say and obviously that's the goal, of course, and the goal of that. But yeah, I mean, I was very, very closeted and it caused me great harm. Um, you know, I'm still, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I'd say I'm still in many ways processing a lot of that, of course. And then in thinking in terms of the resources I have, what I was able to seek in terms of help when I was really struggling, I feel so frustrated and devastated that more people don't have access to that and think of the people who don't get the help and we lose we we might lose them or they don't get even the opportunity to feel their potential and their strength and their beauty mm-hmm. you know yeah it's amazing the things you're saying because I think sometimes it's there's a conversation of like just positivity which is great like things are changing we need to not get carried away with things being fine oh it it's like not even remotely close to where it should be in in any level of the industry Mm -hmm. not just not just on screen or and not you know just the filmmakers i'm obvious all, all of this is so crucial 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 but agencies uh you know aspects of the the crew you know it's like everything it's mm-hmm. gonna be a, it's a big it's a systemic issue so yeah it needs to yeah continue yeah god when when you speak it's almost like you've lived so many lives and you're still only like 30 31 <laughs> 32 yeah 32. almost 32 very soon the end of this month i think it is interesting actually yeah when you do hit like 30 and it's like i've been reflecting on my life and you're sort of like or like the Hannah Gadsby special oh. was just like oh my goodness yes if that didn't shift something major in the world wow I couldn't believe how much I cried I couldn't stop crying every time I've watched it just like crying because it's so powerful and I think people because of the just like beyond lack of representation of LGBTQ people and no, we don't always want to be talking about our pain all the time and the trauma. Of course not. Of course not. And, but I think a lot of people maybe just don't understand. They don't get it. Like when I came out and it was a lot of like, what's the big deal? Or we get it, you're gay. Or, and I just like, people don't get it. Mm. I mean, I had people and progressive people in the industry. There's a, it's like an influential person and, um, and uh, like not someone I directly work with, but I remember, uh, you know, I'd come out. Vice wanted to make vacation. I like couldn't believe it. The show I documentary series I made. And I was just so excited. Like I couldn't believe it. And I, and I was like and I was like talking about it and saying these things. And this guy goes, we get it. You're gay. And it's just like. I get it 
because they have like no context like of yeah. the state of things or they just sort of see all this amazing progress but because of the lack of representation particularly for the more marginalized members of the community I get like it's that's like not like the amount of stuff that I still have said to me and deal with you know is it so much better yeah also it's better for me just because I can stand up for myself now and I know myself more I feel like I've only finally come into my own yeah I mean it's not just like oh here it is I can carry on with my life it's like you didn't get to be yourself for so long like that's obviously something that is gonna be there for for a long time well, well Hannah Gadsby spoke about it. Oh, I hid it in these jokes, you know? Like, I, 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 I put it away. And then you hear about her experience and the trauma, mm-hmm. and it's just like... And why I think, you know, there has been the change there's been. Because you have these people who are saying, like, I don't want to be silenced anymore. And, like, I'm angry. I'm angry. And this is stuff we need to talk about. And I think it also allows for so much love and so much empathy and emotion is nothing to be afraid of and vulnerability is the ultimate strength and opening your heart to people at least that's my experience that's what I've been inspired by you know yeah and what you're saying can be taken so many different ways as well it's almost like even if it's not specifically a sexuality thing I feel like everyone has something that they wish they could say out loud 100 percent, 100 percent. and let's hope our society moves in a direction that's just like yeah well talking of representation and getting more voices out there and things changing i do feel like netflix is exciting in itself the fact that this is an original series the fact that there's not as many gatekeepers the fact that people can pitch ideas as more money it feels to go kind of spread around yes do you feel excited by that 100 percent. my experience with netflix was so fantastic Mm. And first of all, they are just so, you just really do feel creatively supported and you see that they want to take risks and they've learned that that's what, that's what, yes, brings success and different perspectives and all these things. And um, like, I'll give an example and it's not, it might seem, sound small to some people I think you'll understand and is clothing and the shit that I have dealt with and the things that have been said to me. And my first conversation with Steve Blackman was, this is, like, I need Vanya to dress this way and I can't have, I'm not having, like, I can't have a debate about it. Mm-hmm. It was just like, yeah, totally. Just like so, and that might sound so insignificant, but I can't even tell you. I can't even, yeah. That's so interesting. Unless I'm doing a indie like Juno or Tallulah or something, but like most of the time, the v- vision of women as we know is just so narrow. And as an LGBTQ person, you know, so I was very, very grateful for, for that. But that also too is me being able to be like, I, there's no fucking way I'm doing that bullshit anymore. Mm. And post coming out, not that it should make a difference at all. I've dealt with that craziness, most things, mm. craziest shit said to me. But it's amazing that you're doing this because not only are you helping yourself, which is so important, but anyone coming up behind you, anyone doing a similar thing to you, they like you're carving out a path of that's just not acceptable anymore. 
Yeah, and then even like if I was to make it about like self, like selfishly, you know, or because the big the thing you're constantly told is your career's over if you come out, especially when I was like twenty, twenty one, twenty two, you know, or you know, oh no, like da 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 da, and like you know, a progressive people, progressive actors, even who could feel totally different now. Let's be clear, but would say things to me when I was younger, like, yeah, you don't. Nobody needs to, you know, that's your privacy. Oh, cool. But you'll just waltz down the red carpet with your wife. Got it. Um, And yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, I just don't, yeah, I don't know what to say. It's frustrating. Sorry, did I just? No, no, not at all. I was about to just say how cool you and your wife are. (laughs) I follow her on Instagram. She's amazing. Yeah. You guys are amazing. She's amazing. Oh, and she choreographed a dance and... Have you seen the whole series? Or? I haven't. No, I haven't quite finished it. Okay. But in one of the previews, it says there's dancing. Well, with there's a dance with uh, oh, I can't say who with two okay. characters, not the one in the first episode, not that dance sequence, but a dance like, and she choreographed it. That's which was, so yeah, cool. Steve Blackman's the smartest man. Oh my god! Best. What an amazing job to have. It's a pretty crazy job, and I get to meet awesome people. And well, that's awesome people do, but that's <laughs> life. And I feel grateful just for all the experiences I've had, learning experiences, and uh, the fact that I get to just do, you know, new things all the time, every day, and like explore like the emotional landscape in my body. Oh, I was gonna say, actually, in terms of selfishly, this is where I was going from when you're constantly told you can't come out, you can't come out, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, when it was getting to the point of like, okay, I'm gonna do this. And, can't fucking do this anymore and I have to and feeling guilty about like not using my platform all the things and um and then it's like of course it's a fucking it's just I wasn't even want like I didn't even like acting anymore like how can you be I was so unwell like Mm. It just didn't matter. It's just like okay like I got to be in some movies that's cool like no I'm not I can't do this anymore done but of course, now that it's like, I'm comfortable. And I can be comfortable on set playing the roles I play. And it's just like, I feel the love for it again. Mm, that's amazing. Right? I feel the love for it. And, you know, I mean, people could disagree. And that's absolutely fine in their opinion. But for me, I feel like my work gets better. Of course. Because I'm connected to myself more deeply. You know? And that's one of the greatest gifts I think about getting to do this job is like, to have this job that is an excuse to like explore your emotional landscape it's pretty cool so cool yeah and do you find you like working with similar people then do you get a chance to work you know because I think trust like you're saying is must be very important it's you want to feel safe yes it's crucial 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 I do you know like I've made films with friends that we've developed together you know particularly when it's been like two women because two women so rarely get to be like the lead of a movie together I mean that's changing of course but um and uh yeah it's really crucial for me you know when I don't trust a director or they're you know I don't know or they say those sort of awful things at the beginning it's like not doesn't always keep your spirits up as you can imagine but uh for the most part actually I just feel so grateful to have worked with so many wonderful people and uh and do at the beginning really try and form trust kind of right away because I want to be a team player it's like so fun I like being directed you know I like someone giving me an idea and being like really doing Mm -hmm. it and being like wow that was cool you know to me that's so fun just lastly uh 
what are you looking forward to this year? It can be anything. It can be political. It can be you're going on a holiday. It can be something you've got coming up. Well, I hope we get to do this again because clearly I really enjoy it and the people. Um, God, is it going to sound so cheesy that I guess I've been, in, I'm grateful to say I've been working a lot as has um, Emma, my wife. Um, so the thing I'm looking forward to is for us to just like get to fall in each other's arms. And <laughs> I mean, that probably sounds so cheesy, but uh, no, that's lovely. I'm bad at like plans and I'm not really never like plan vacations. And I don't really. Uh, yeah, I think it's just the things I love are that simple. I just want to like be with my wife, go on beautiful walks, those sorts of things. That's my favorite stuff. Yeah. Read some good books. Sounds lovely. Well, thank you so, so much. Thank and you. congratulations. I appreciate on a it. Brilliant series. And I look forward to the next season. Thank you. Thank you for the <laughs> lovely conversation. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Cheers. Thank you.